This is episode 408 with Josh Hyam. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Guess what, my beautiful friend? My fourth book, Comparisonitis, How to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others and Be Genuinely Happy is out right now. Number one, New York Times bestselling author and social media sensation Jay Shetty said, never before has a book been more needed. Future generations will thank Melissa for shining a spotlight on comparisonitis. And multiple New York Times bestselling author Gabby Bernstein said, since Melissa refers to people who have recovered from comparisonitis as unicorns, I suppose that makes this a sort of unicorn training manual. I'm so grateful that such a manual has arrived. It's been infinitely helpful to me. Head to comparisonitis.com or Amazon to get your copy today. Welcome back to another episode of the Melissa Ambrosini Show. And yes, you guessed it, it's me, Nick Broadhurst, Melissa's husband, coming in guest hosting for you this week with a very, very cool episode. A dear friend of ours, actually, Josh Hyam. And you can probably tell I'm kind of whispering a little bit because it is eight o'clock at night and downstairs I have two beautiful sleeping ladies which I'm trying not to wake up so yeah this is baby life but I love it we're having so much fun now Josh is a very dear friend of mine and you may remember Josh from episode 340 which was all about enhancing the quality of your water to basically upgrade your life and honestly Josh's initial company hydrogen health has had a big impact on our lives and honestly pretty much every single one of our friends We all own the Hydrogen Health water bottle, which is a marvel of engineering. It is one of the best investments you'll ever make in a product because you can transform any water into negative ion structured, mineral rich, beautiful water. It's so, so clever. And now Josh comes to us with a brand new piece of technology, which has blown me away. I've been a part of the, I guess, beta testing for this technology. I received the initial prototypes in their very raw, circuit board form and we've been using it for about six months it's called a biopod and this is for a new company called cell state and it's all about bringing the power of nature into your home to offset some of the deleterious effects of emf now josh is 24 years old he's created two amazing companies but what i love about josh is that he's very philanthropic his goal has never been to make money It's not been about that for him. His goal has always been to basically create a better world, a world where people can connect back with their true nature, can live in natural balance with their bodies, with the environment, so that they can become more loving and more compassionate. Some of the projects we've been speaking about together are so exciting because they're very grand, they're very ambitious, and it all comes back to someone who has found his purpose, his passion, 
and has, at a very young age, managed to make it a reality. It's so impressive. He's a very impressive young man, and we have nicknamed him Mike Ross. If you've ever watched the program Suits, you'll know who Mike Ross is. And this is what Josh reminds us of. He has this incredible brain that seems to retain ridiculous amounts of information, which you will see in this episode. So I'm really excited to jump into this. This is really important information because look, we live in a world with this amazing, amazing technology, phones, computers, there's 5G now, there's so much happening around us that's invisible that we can't see. But what is really going on? What's happening in this world of invisible data transaction? What is it doing to our environment, to animals, to our bodies? Josh explains this to us in a really powerful way. There's some amazing takeaways. One of my favorites, which you'll see, is about positively charged body, which just makes so much sense. So without further ado, let's jump into episode 408 with Josh Heim. Josh, welcome to the show. I have a very important question for you before we get into this really important topic. Yeah. What did you have for breakfast this morning? This morning, I had a smoothie bowl after surfing, which was pretty bliss in the sun. What do you put in your smoothie bowl? Normally, like blueberries, raspberries, sort of those darker fruits, and then uh, like some sort of granola and bits and pieces like that. Pretty nice in the sun. I'm a big fan of it. My sort of enjoyment at the moment for recce. We'll definitely talk about the importance of getting into the sun for circadian rhythms eventually in this episode, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So we met you initially through your company, Hydrogen Health. You reached out to us and sent us a couple of your amazing hydrogen health bottles, which we absolutely, well, we <laughs> it's just part of our life now. Yeah. Um, and we've since gone on to use many of your products. So we have done an episode with you on the importance of really good quality water and hydrogen water. Today, we're focusing on EMF and your new company, Cell State, which is super, super fascinating stuff. But I want to ask you, what brought you to this almost, I guess I'd almost say obsession with EMF and optimizing your body and optimizing your space? How did you get here? Because you're a young guy. How old are you? Uh, 24. Yeah. 24. So, so yeah. You've, so you've launched, you've launched Hydrogen Health, now you've launched Cell State. And these aren't simple little products. They're like pretty fancy pants. How did you get How did you get here? Yeah, so I guess for the EMF side of it is um, my background's in biomedical engineering and electronic engineering. And, you know, you're using a lot of technology in general when you're in that kind of sort of industry. But um, what really sort of got me interested in, we were living really close to a telephone tower. And going into EMF, you know, just some sort of key example is in the last 25 years, we've gone up over like millions and millions of times of the background EMF environment. And so in terms of things that have changed globally, even something like chemical elements and stuff are completely subpar in comparison to EMF because we've got, you know, millions of towers around, we've got Wi-Fi, we've got telephone lines, we've got PowerPoints, you know, there's a lot of emission and it's hard because it's completely unseen. But what's happened is it's just like everywhere now. And if we could see it as black smoke, it'd just be like, wow, it's it's just full smog. And that's, you know, really what's happened is we've got this electro smog in our man-made environment now that's affecting us. And it's just gone huge. You know, it's not just a little bit, it's not double, it's a millions and millions of times. And so being 
bodies that run on electricity, such as you know an ECG or a, a EEG looking at the brain and heart electricity, there's definitely going to be an adverse effect by filling the environment savagely with these EMFs. And so I guess that's sort of where the interest came from is, wow, this is significant. It's unseen, so it's really tricky to the unseen eye. You know, you, unless you research or heavily sort of invested in that side, it's an easy one to miss. And pretty much coming to, is there an effective solution for a world that's built on this technology? And so that's sort of what the the initial concept is for the, the Biopod, which is now um, Cell State's new product. So before we get into that, because you know, something which we've been involved with uh, testing out the early prototypes when they were just very, well, they were just literally circuit boards, yeah, raw, right? Yeah, raw circuit boards, raw yeah. Raw circuit boards, but still very effective. Let's talk about the different types of EMF because I think when we think of EMF, we think of maybe Wi-Fi, maybe conspiracy theories. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of mixed thoughts about the EMF and what it actually does to our body, but it's coming from lots of different sources, right? Let's talk about some of those, even something like power lines. Let's talk about power lines because mm. you brought my attention to this. I wasn't really aware of this. Yeah. Yeah. So power lines is an interesting one. So um, all our power supply is coming through these lines and a lot of the time they're still above ground, not underground like more modern cities are sort of building. And it's interesting um, when you're wanting to measure the heart's electricity, you look at its frequency that it operates and just also as a, a little piece of information emf refers to electromagnetic frequency so we're looking at electromagnetic waves at particular rates and when we're looking at power lines that run on 50 hertz that's unbelievably close to the frequency our hearts run on and so that was really interesting when we're taking scanning of um, heart data the amount of filtering that has to go on to just get back to the heart signal from all the pollution coming from the power lines that are in that similar sort of range, you know, there's a massive disturbance going on there. And it's interesting, there's some significantly good studies showing how even at low levels of power, that frequencies specifically like power lines have an adverse effect on heart function, arrhythmias and various sort of things like that. So it is definitely a significant link between environmental signals and key sort of organ systems in the body that run on electricity. So that's a big one. And we're always looking at the sort of the telephone and the specifically the mobile sort of telephone and its microwave aspect, which shows a lot of the studies are towards the heating adverse effects. But like, you know, something like power lines is also an issue and Bluetooth and other sort of signals because in essence, it's not and this is what was interesting going down sort of the, the EMF sort of exploring line is that the, the signal not only may have adverse effects, it's also drowning out the natural signal that the earth produces. And I guess this is coming into sort of the, the other side of EMF is there's non-native EMF, which is the man-made electromagnetics. And then there's also native EMF that which is really interesting when you get into it is all life is deeply connected to this this earth frequency and this is uh, a deep basis of of our sort of product that we've developed because it's quite incredible uh than this natural sort of system so it makes me think then there's obviously a lot of animals that are using the natural resonance or the natural electromagnetic fields of the earth to navigate tell me birds that migrate great distances, for example. How are they doing that specifically? Because 
Can they see where they're going? Are they feeling it? Is it? Are they being guided? What's happening there? There must be some sort of involvement. Yeah, and so that's a really interesting one as well, is that the electrosmog we're producing is not only adverse to us, it's adverse to the entire biosphere. So plants, animals, everything that uses, and the Earth's health itself as a whole sort of organism. One particular study that was just an absolute breakthrough was to do with a guy that was studying a particular molecule in robins, actually, and it's called the cryptochrome, and it's a molecule that's sensitive to the Earth's magnetic field lines, as well as this Earth's sort of frequency. And what its sort of sensory cryptochrome unit is behind its eye. And so for a bird, particularly the robin, but perhaps all birds, they can see and navigate the Earth's field lines, hence these you know unbelievable sort of migration navigation abilities they have. And this particular study sort of showed that link. They showed how using non-native EMFs, so these sort of telephone signal-based frequencies, completely disrupted its ability to navigate. And there's great evidence towards also bee navigation and how bees use those magnetic and earth sort of field, plus mammals and humans. And, you know, there's even a cool study where they had kids showing that they actually have quite a good sense of direction when completely blindfolded. And they put a magnet next to a child's head. And also they did adults as well, a magnet next to their head. And they had no ability to know where north and south and the directions was because it was distorted. And so you can see if that's going on in every cell, uh, if we're creating this massive distortion and the body doesn't, and each cell can't actually regulate its own timing system anymore, we're setting ourselves up for not only multi-levels of disease, you know, sort of emotional-based stuff, but also on a cellular level, which is really, really interesting because we really need to see the other side of the coin of all this technology because it's not just us, it's on every level, animals, plants and kids. And being aware of how it works is important as well so we can make clever unconscious decisions against or to support ourselves in this sort of electronic era. Yeah, it's interesting, the bee conversation, because you might think, oh, you know, does it really matter if a few bees can't find their way back to the hive? But I know that in the States, there's an entire industry set up to essentially truck bees around the country to pollinate crops because they are so lost, essentially. I mean, no bees, no human life, really, because they, if they're pollinating, what, 80% of our crops in the world, something like yeah. that? Then and everything that's, that's interesting as well, you know, it's fruits and vegetables and it's like key key foods that are really the interesting parts. And to have something that's interfering with their sort of operation, you know, who knows what to our level, being, you know, immersed in that sort of environment every day. And um, they did a crate study with bees putting pretty much mobile telephones right next to the hives and the return rate was insanely dropped. Some hives didn't even have the bees come back. So there's definitely a need to be able to bring beings back into a state of balance in these modern environments. And that's the key. That's the key technology that's required because anything that says it's blocking EMF means your phone shouldn't work. So it's how can we come into a state of balance and then that's pretty much understanding that the Earth's field was doing a lot for our, our health in these natural environments. And so the, pretty much the way the Earth's sort of field works in terms of the Schumann waves is 
Uh, we have the sun and it produces solar radiation and hits the ionosphere. And between the ionosphere and the ground, that builds up in charge. And when it gets to a certain point, it creates a discharge. And that's what we see as lightning. And then when that lightning hits the ground, it produces this resonant frequency. And this frequency is pretty much like a, a heartbeat of the earth. And it's incredible, like the guy that discovered this was Dr. Schumann, to realize not only does this earth have this incredible heart rate, it was years later when they sort of invented the uh, EEG, which is the brain scanning equipment to look at the different power bands of the brain, that the alpha brain wave, which is the one that regulates our heartbeat, our breath control, and um, various sort of parts of our body, immunity, focus, all this, is the exact signal. And so if we're in these man-made environments and we're not connected to this this earth frequency and being smogged out by all the technology around us, uh, we sort of shift into this stress state, which is this high beta brainwave. And that's a really unhealthy place to be. Thinking of the cryptochrome, I think it was called in the in the Robin. Yeah. Almost like a little antenna of sorts. It sort of reminds me of the little mm-hmm. antenna that we have in our mitochondria. So for those listening who, who aren't familiar with mitochondria, it's essentially the battery, the energy cell of our cells. Actually, it comes from a totally different bacteria that lives inside our cells. So we've obviously evolved to take in this bacteria, which is super interesting. But EMF, if it's affecting the robins that way, what's it doing to our own energy manufacturing cell, the, the mitochondria? Yeah, so like that's a really interesting one because in terms of cellular health, the mitochondria is is a pretty key aspect of it. It's pretty much the engine of your car sort of example. And for that to run really well is you need great fuel and a great timing system. And that mitochondria and towards the circadian rhythm, it requires this timing belt sort of system. And that is this this earth frequency. So to have that not in the environment and therefore this engine run really, really rough and to have those mitochondria become sort of weakened, you're going to have a massive energy effects on your body, which obviously affect mood and various things like that. But if you, each cell in your body can't properly communicate to one another, so cell-to-cell communication and brain-to-cell communication, it like a sort of a warehouse example is if you got all these materials and all the staffs there but no one can talk to each other that's a big big issue and weeks after months you can see it's a completely decaying sort of framework and so being in that stress state realizing that emf's density around us shifts us into that stress state is a really important understanding because it means we need to make sure we come back into this alpha brainwave state because that's our rest and digest our our balanced way of operating. We're not designed to be in a full fight or flight state weeks and months and years and that can create you know massive free radicals and oxidative stress and so it affects us on many many levels and I think that's a key aspect to realize is a lot of these different Aspects, whether it's emotional stress or physical stress or chemical stress, they all follow this similar sort of brain electricity, brain chemistry, body chemistry pathway. So if we're constantly producing stressed brain waves, which is this high beta state, we're going to produce lots of cortisol. We're going to disrupt our circadian rhythm. We're going to be pumping stress hormones and also it disrupts our serotonin melatonin production, which is once again, 
we've got this earth frequency in our natural environments pushing us back into this balanced state of being. And it's very interesting that the earth and our bodies and all biological life is so intimately connected on an electrical level. You know, there's, it's a full resonance sort of system and it's quite humbling when you realize that the earth is, especially from that sort of, I guess, uh, scientific and engineering point of view is, wow, these are, these natural systems are unbelievably well designed to support life. And you only have to go put your feet on the sand to, to feel how powerful a natural environment can be in a healing and a mental stability sort of point of view. Interesting. Somewhat sadly, I had to bury my dog today, which was heartbreaking for sure and beautiful as well because he gave us 17 amazing years. But in the process of burying him, I was putting my hands in the soil. And it's amazing how I was definitely feeling some grief. You know, it's interesting because dogs dogs are such a gift, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, they are... Unconditional love. <laughs> total unconditional love. And, you know, the way you feel for a dog is quite extraordinary. And Little Tricky was a beautiful, very human-like little personality. But when I was putting my hands in the soil, it really shifted my state. What's, what's actually happening there when we do that? And to answer that question, I want you to tell us about the experiment that you mentioned to me, which was taking a bunch of people and putting them underground in a concrete bunker to cut them off from the Schumann resonance. What's happening when I put my hands in the soil? What's actually going on when I do that or when I lie on a grounding blanket in my bed or I put my feet in the sand? What, what, what's happening to my physiology? Yeah, it's an interesting one because it's important, you know, when we're in these sort of natural environments, think of the ocean or uh, out in the forest, there's undoubtedly a powerful effect both mentally and physically on our body. You know, you just feel incredible. And like specifically, you know, I love surfing and it, it's an incredible invigorating effect when you've been in this ocean and it's just full of charge, you know, it's, that's, so that's one of the first key ones is we are grounding the body's electrical system to the earth. And so therefore a lot of this static or this, this positive charge that can build up in the body creates inflammatory effects because pretty much the circuitry is kind of frying. And so that's one of the key first aspects of natural environments is grounding the body, but also pushing the body back into this alpha brainwave state. And that's because in these natural environments like down in the ocean and out in the forest, the most rich in negative ions, they're the most rich in Earth's frequency being these human waves. And they're perfectly designed to help stabilize and push each cell of the body back into its like homeostatic balance. So that means it's pretty much running optimally. It's breathing. Everything is in a state of bliss or in a state of ease, pretty much, you know. And it's only when we're in a state of disease, when we're constantly sort of trying to push everything and rev everything because the body's sort of freaking out in this moment, especially, you know, if you're wearing shoes, you're around all these signals, you're just building up all this charge. That's creating a massive stress on your, your body every day. And so, you know, just doing simple things like getting your feet on the ground or getting to one of these natural sort of environments is a really powerful way of boosting your health in the sort of modern modern world. Yeah, yeah that's, I think if the listener takes one thing away from this interview, I would say to remember that if they have been sitting at their desk all day and disconnected from the environment, 
that around them there is computers, there is different electrical charges in the wall from wiring and some wiring is good, some's terrible, <laughs> you know, more yeah. leaky than other wiring. And effectively what we're doing with phones near us and Bluetooth mouses, Bluetooth keyboards, wearing shoes, sitting on rubber seats, whatever we're doing, we are building up positive charge. So if we think of ourselves as literally walking around like a overly charged battery of types that's got way too much positive charge in it, and positive means, well, positive in this case is meaning it's where disease comes from, is the positive charge. And I remember one of the things you said to me ages ago about the hydrogen health water bottle was that the hydrogen itself is negatively charged, negative ions. So when you're drinking that, you're literally drinking in negative ions, which is offsetting this positive charge. So I think that's a really nice, really simple way to think of EMF, dirty electricity, lack of grounding, all these sorts of things. If we remove a lot of the science and I guess somewhat debate sometimes around EMF, because one thing I hear a lot is, all it does is heat up the cells. It doesn't do anything else, which just seems absurd to me. But if we just think of our bodies as getting overly positive, you can then say, how positive am I today? How positively charged am I right now? What, how is that making me feel? Is it making me feel a bit irritable, stressed, tired? Am I emotionally eating for because my body is trying to seek grounding through food? And you can then take measures each day to offset. You can almost picture, you know, take your shoes off in your lunch break, put your feet on the grass, and you can almost imagine the negative ions coming through yeah, the ground and offsetting that positive charge. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, I think that's a really key sort of aspect, you know, with a lot of the studies to do with mobile phones over the last 20 years, is a lot of the sort of story initially was to do with microwave radiation and which is what the, the wavelength of phones work on. And if you put enough microwave radiation around something and it has water in it, it heats it. We know that's what a microwave oven does. And that was the main focus. It was all towards if there's a certain amount of microwave radiation that creates heating, then this is an adverse effect. And that was what all the mobile phone limits were set to. And that's the international sort of standard now is based on the heating effects, which that's one side of it. But there's clearly another sort of example. And for a long time, it was what was the mechanism that is creating other adverse effects, um, such as cancers, but also other levels of health issues to do with electromagnetics. And the key one came back to is it creates oxidative stress. And so it creates a distortion for cell-to-cell communication. And so therefore, each cell starts to shift into a state of stress. And as well as the signals, these all start to produce free radicals. And so the free radicals are uncharged particles that need to be balanced. And so one way of doing that really effectively is what sort of molecular hydrogen does. It's a powerful antioxidant to prevent the effects of excessive free radical damage, which we call as oxidative stress. And that is the key aspect in pretty much almost all disease models now from a scientific sort of point of view is these reactive oxygen species. And what they actually are is pretty much these charged particles that are unbalanced and they need to be balanced. And so that's where the concept of balance on a chemical level and electrical level is so important for health in general because, you know, fruits that are rich in antioxidants um, charge from 
stabilizing your electrical system at the ocean, walking, you know, alpha brainwaves. These are all clever ways of mitigating the effects of free radical production. And that's key because if your body's in a stress state on a chemical level, it's going to affect you on every other level as well. So that's something like hydrogen's going into the cell, taking out that free radical and turning it into water. That's why it's such an incredible sort of nutrient for the body on a daily basis, as well as this earth frequency. I remember reading a while back about a cancer cluster that occurred at the ABC station. I think it was, you know, maybe Sydney, I'm not too sure, where a disproportionate amount of women were getting different types of cancer and breast cancer, I think was the main one. So that was ionizing radiation. And so a lot of the talk I hear in defense of 3G, 4G, 5G is that it's non-ionizing radiation. So what is the difference between those two things and why is that used as somewhat of a defense for this technology? Yeah, so a lot of the sort of stuff to do with mobile phones is towards being a lower power. It's in that non-ionizing range. But what was really interesting is, as you had mentioned before, is to do with the study which the Max Planck Institute in Russia that uh, conducted, uh, specifically their Department of Psychology. And what they did is they put all these people underneath, you know, a concrete bunker, uh, completely isolated from the Earth's field. And after a period of days, and they measured over a two to three week basis, all the people in that bunker had huge psychological and physiological health effects. So, you know, migraines, pains, joint inflammation, as well as mental instability and various other issues. And so that was one of a key sort of aspect of showing it's not just the electromagnetics in our environment that are being produced from our phones and from our TVs and dryers and all this kind of stuff and positive ions that are all pushing the body into a stress response. They're at the basis, is it's also smogging out this earth frequency which pushes each cell on an electrical level back into a state of balance. And that's so key because when the body is, and specifically the alpha brainwave, which is regulating your immune function, your focus level, your ability to breathe properly, you know, key organ systems, if that was re-manually put back into that environment and they were now able to function optimally again as a result of pushing that earth frequency back into what each cell is listening to. And so what was really cool discovery is that mitochondria, being the energy center, has that a little antenna on it. And that little antenna is actually tuned into the Earth's frequency. And so when it can't listen, it's like a conversation at dinner. You know, if you can hear the person, it's really, really loud. It's all good. You know, you're still enjoying the conversation. But when you can't hear them at all because everyone else around you is screaming, being the EMF smog, it's just you go into a full state of stress. Uh, and so that's pretty much what's going on a cellular level as well. It's the Cells are trying to listen to the earth again because they have an integral role on the timing mechanisms of the entire body. And because that is actually the reference for our circadian rhythm, which is the day-night cycle. So our cells are listening to when it's the day and when it's the night. And when it's daytime, it produces serotonin, which is our daytime neurotransmitter. And at nighttime, it produces melatonin, which is our nighttime neurotransmitter. And that was sort of coming back towards the, the EMF studies, the big one was what is it the EMF environment doing to prevent the body from healing and preventing cancer? 
is it causing cancer? Well, a lot of the sort of radiation is causing an issue, but what's preventing the body from actually healing that? Because cancer cells are produced every day. It's just the cell doesn't know to be killed or to be, you know, repaired or whatever it may be. And that's what's fundamentally breaking down is the communication level that's far higher than than the chemistry level. And so if each cell can now time itself properly, it can switch on melatonin being this key healing molecule. That's a pretty fundamental thing. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting coming back to 3G, 4G, 5G, because again, this is where I think most people will hear EMF referenced and where a lot of confusion might be coming. And I think it's fair to say there's an awful lot of conspiracy around 5G. You can call it conspiracy. There's also a lot of denial, I think, about 5G. And, you know, for me personally, I was pretty dismayed to see the rollout here in our country. And luckily where I live, there's very little of that because of the amount of trees around here. It doesn't get through the trees. But what's happening with 5G and why are people so concerned about it? Because we've had cell phones for long enough now, but obviously all of a sudden this 5G comes along and people start freaking out and talking about you know, suicides and cancers and depression, anxiety, all these sorts of things occurring. And for me personally, I did a bit of an experiment driving through your hometown of Gold Coast. And, you know, Gold Coast has quite a lot of 5G. Certainly seems like one of the heaviest concentrations in this country seems to be in the Gold Coast. And often when I'm driving through the Gold Coast, I would feel a pressure in my head, like at the front, in my forehead, basically, like a pressure. I don't get headaches. I don't feel this really anywhere else. And so what I would do is I would stop and I would then look up a little 5G map and see if there was a 5G um, cell or like antenna or power, what do you call them, antenna? Yeah, like an emitter sort of, yeah. Yeah, broadcaster of sorts. Yeah. And very consistently, I was detecting the presence of a 5G unit purely by the pressure in my head. Um, What is going on there? Yeah, so it's an interesting one because all life is electromagnetically sensitive. It's just your degree of sensitivity can show certain indicators at actual cellular level. Every single person's freaking out. So that's a key one to start off with. And also to do with sort of the progression between 3G, 4G and 5G, we're looking at 3G, where the actual range of each individual tower is really broad. And so when you're traveling along, sometimes your phone will be on potentially 4G. And as you move sort of out of that region, we'll switch to 3G because the 3G has got a wider range, but a slower data sort of transfer bandwidth. And towards the 4Gs, you know, the 3G sending a piece of data from your phone to the tower and the tower back to your phone. Whereas 4G is now going data and like send and receive at the same time. And so therefore, not only is the data transfer a lot more excessive and think of all this data going back and forth and it's like noise. So the noise is getting more and more and more. And so when you come all the way to to 5G, where the towers range is like 50 meters from some of these little emitters, you need towers everywhere to facilitate that level of exchange. And so creating like a microcell system is which is now the way of doing micro sort of microwave or like phone cell systems is to have these little emitters everywhere. And the problem with that is the amount of power density in that little tower. So think of it, the amount of electro smog it's producing is insane. 
And if that's everywhere and our cells are so used to listening to this earth frequency because it's the timing for every single cell, you can see that's, wow, that's a serious issue against life because now you have a, a thing that's literally electrosmogging out the fundamental frequency of life. And uh, there's an incredible scientist, um, who Nobel Prize winner, Luc Montagnier, who was a French immunologist, and he was doing some DNA studies. And he pretty much, what he showed is that in the past, the only can produce new DNA from old DNA, life comes from life sort of concept. And what he showed is in, he had the nucleotides, which are the little building blocks of DNA, and he used the Earth's frequency when present could structure new DNA, being pretty much the spark of life. And when that frequency was absent, it would not structure new DNA. And so it's really important that we realize the Earth's field is actually having an immense effect on life itself. And so something like 5G, you know, not it has other issues such as oxygen's struggles to bind to hemoglobin as well, which is obviously an issue because diseases flourish in an oxygen-depleted environment. And when our body's full of oxygen, not only does the body function optimally with lots of good oxygen, it also prevents a lot of disease. And so sort of fundamental issue is if we keep on going up and up in the amount of EMF, that's a key issue, and you can see how 5G is therefore a serious issue because the amount of infrastructure needed for it is excessive in terms of electrosmog. But, uh, you know, something like the way, you know, getting to the ocean, grounding yourself, and also something like what the biopod works on is it's key because it's putting back that signal that your cells are all listening to that they couldn't hear anymore because it was getting smogged and smogged out. And like me personally, an incredible example of differing environments and feeling electrosmog on my own physiological sort of level was when I was in Japan in Hakuba, it's such a pristine, beautiful little snow town. You know, it's like minimal electromagnetics, you know, pristine water, beautiful mountain region tons of, you know, you're feeling unbelievably balanced and then go a couple sort of hours into Tokyo and it's just like, boom, it's like you can feel the pressure on your your head as well as around your sort of heart area where these key sort of electrical areas of your body are just being, you can feel it's like a noticeable pressure as you had mentioned. And that's sort of going on even like we did a trip down south and watched how when we went past areas of high electrical infrastructure as well as high population of people it was just there's such a difference in just the driver's state of balance you know they're clearly in a stress state as a result of all this because it's pretty much creating a state of stress and when we're in a state of stress we're not the best we can be because we're not the kindest and we're not the most sharing and on a and that's actually on a physiological level because our body actually thinks it's about to fight something it's looking for like the bear but it's just freaking out from all these sitting and all these various stresses that are pushing us into this this high stress state. And you know, if you're stuck there for years and years, especially living in a city, it's like it's just what happens as a result of all this. Your body's not going to heal, and you're not going to be in a state of balance, which is a key issue on many levels, both emotionally, physically, mentally, as well as sort of towards your actual purpose, because 
you're living in a state of short-term gain, like a short-term sort of mindset where you're excessively eating whatever it is because your body's in this full freakout mode. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Because we are in a world with this technology and there's no escaping it unless you live off grid and you're completely detached from probably from the modern world, really. You'd have to get rid of even power to some extent because that's also quite dirty in the house. And, you know, just listening to you talk, then I was thinking, if you think about the amount of data floating around literally in the air, getting exchanged between phones and towers and phone to phone, and it's kind of crazy, right? Like how how can we live in that environment and that not affect us? So I think I'm now starting to realize, okay, there's no escaping it really for the majority of people, right? There's no escaping it. So we have to find ways to to balance this out because nobody listening to this, no one listening to this wants to build up all this positive charge, have oxidative stress, all these reactive oxygen species, you know, be living in a state of much higher chance of creating some sort of disease because the body has less ability to, to heal itself. Nobody wants that, right? But at the same time, I also love the freedom that this technology brings me because you and I are talking through some miracle invisible technology right now where I'm looking at you, I can hear high fidelity sound. I mean, it facilitates my lifestyle with with Melissa. We, we can travel, we can be where we want to be. I get to produce music and and take literally vibrations and capture them into sound and turn that into something. I mean, I don't want to get rid of this technology. I think it's fantastic. I'd love to have a world without 5G personally, because I think it's just from my own research, I just don't think there's been enough shown to prove its safety. You know, I always say, okay, prove that it's safe. And I just haven't seen that, right? So we can't escape it, but we can find a way to live with this technology. We want to discharge this positive buildup that we are unfortunately having to to live with every day. Talk to us about some of the strategies we can be employing and and also something I loved, we've spoken about quite a lot in the past. You mentioned the five skills for optimal output. And I think by optimal output, you're really talking about, in a nutshell, living an optimal life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the key sort of takeaways from it is being in a state of stress is not your optimal state of being long-term. Our optimal state of being is something that where we're between a sort of flow state and it's the natural sort of alpha brainwave state where we're aware of a lot, but we're not constantly attaching to it and having to be so deeply sort of involved. It's this clear, coherent, creative state. And that's pretty much what this brainwave stimulates. It's not only is it, you know, immune function and boosting your general sort of biochemical levels, such as neurotransmitters and that kind of stuff. It's also boosting creativity and a balanced mindset and being able to be non-reactionary. I think on a societal level, that is really almost a bigger tier to physical illness because if everyone is in a state of stress and they're projecting their sort of fears as a result of this stress state, they're not being the best they can be and they're in a state which doesn't allow them to actually fulfill 
their sort of natural potential. You know, if you're in a stressed state, you know you're not the 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 best you've ever sort of been. You know, it's going to affect your creativity. It's going to affect your mental function. Like coming back into that state, you're going to have better trans hemisphere firing. So that's your left and right side of the brain now talk really well. And so something like logic and creativity are now in this harmonious flow and a lot of athletes and that's a particular sort of aspect of having the earth's field around you they were showing that reaction time dramatically increases when you're in a higher earth field density and so that's showing how not only on a a physiological level do you know you breathe better you you're more relaxed your muscles are looser like you become stronger but also on a more creative level is you're fulfilling that higher passion project because everything is now in a balance. You're not seeking the short-term sort of dopamine-based addiction chemistry. You're actually back into a state of balance and you can exert better sort of aspects of yourself towards that. And like one key aspect is focus. You know, focus is a powerful tool to being sort of your ultimate self. You need to be able to take mass sort of potentiality being your creativity and focus it into something that you want and that's very hard to do if you're really really stressed you know watch someone that's in a new job and they're freaking out from it they can't actually do simple things really well because they're just so stressed whereas when you take a breath like calm down a little bit you can really fulfill that task and i think that's a key aspect first up is focus but you know, a next key one is definitely immunity with the EMF sort of smog and all, you know, pesticides and chemical impurities like petrols, you know, fumes, diesel sort of industrial runoff. You know, we've got a lot of stresses in our modern environment. Having an optimally functioning immune system is just absolute key, you know, for that, not only for that immune system A big aspect of it is for it to be able to talk really well. And so that's where having, you know, something like a device or being by the ocean or whatever pushes you back into that, that alpha based state, you're going to be able to have your immune system functioning properly, which is, you know, dramatic. You know, if you're getting pathogens and you're having like gut issues and all these different things that can come from a sort of subpar functioning immune system you know, disease steps in very, very quickly. I want to just jump in without cutting you off. I want to mention parasympathetic because it's obviously a huge thing that all of us need to be aware of if we want to be living a more optimal life. And one of the parts of that is the vagus nerve. And something I hadn't played with that much previously, but a lot more focused on it these days And there is a simple little thing that I do for the vagus nerve, which I think the audience might find really interesting. And it's literally a very, very simple essential oil blend. All you need to do is you take a good quality essential oil, getting 10 drops of clove essential oil, 25 drops of lime essential oil, and mixing that with some fractionated coconut oil or MCT oil, putting it in a little roller bottle or whatever you want to use. And before each meal, you can rub that behind each ear on the mastoid bone. And what it's doing is stimulating the vagus nerve. So in order to create that parasympathetic state, you need to stimulate the vagus nerve, which I always thought it was the opposite, but you actually want to stimulate it. And 
it's that particular oil blend that's been proven to stimulate the vagus nerve. This is not some woo-woo little hack, some little woo-woo tip. This is proven to stimulate the vagus nerve and to bring on a parasympathetic state. So before every meal, that's what I do. I literally sit down, rub this on. And another very simple way to get into parasympathetic, and again, I do this at each meal, is three deep breaths. But you do it for a timing of maybe three seconds in, six seconds out. So you're twice as long on the exhalation. And it's that longer exhalation which has been shown to trigger a parasympathetic state in the body. And it might sound like, oh yeah, what's that going to do? Just do it. Try it. I promise you, you'll feel so much more relaxed just from those three simple breaths. It's like, you know, that sort of highly charged feeling you sometimes get in your cells, like you're sort of like, ugh, that's positive charge, I think. It definitely seems to just dissipate that. And speaking of food, I'm curious about this because every morning I make a huge juice, right? Mainly vegetable, a little bit of fruit. And whenever I give it to Melissa, like I'll give her like a liter of juice, which is a lot of juicing and a lot of vegetables. But the minute she starts to drink it, her eyes like pop open. Like she does this like full on bug eyed, bing. And speaking of positive negative ions, right? If you look at vegetables, fruit, especially fruit, which are absorbing all this energy from the sun, she's literally just drinking negative ions, right? Yeah, so I think what you're sort of focusing on there is towards the parasympathetic nervous system, that's the key aspect of alpha brainwave. So they're running that parasympathetic nervous system and something like breath work and also stimulating the vagus nerve, like using diaphragmic breath, so you know, lifting the, the belly gently up. When the diaphragm hits, it discharges and also stimulates that vagus nerve, which boosts the alpha brainwave pattern. And I think that's really important to realize, you know, great food, great water, general sort of things like acupuncture and which is, you know, little needles pressing into the fascia, which is the circuitry and discharging excessive charge. They're all coming around to how can we shift the body back into this parasympathetic state, which is the state of rest and digest. Because if we're in the state of panic, this highly stimulated very inefficient state. It's like having your foot on the accelerator in your car constantly ready for that moment. That's such an inefficient way of of living. And so, you know, stimulating vagus nerve, breath work, having your feet on the earth, which shifts back into this parasympathetic state, massage, all these great fruits and vegetables, you know, charged water, you know, even something like our, our water bottle and removing impurities um, from your environment is so key because every time you take on chemical stress or physical stress or emotional stress, it creates that same like brainwave pattern and then you get all the flow on chemistry which affects you. So being a very aware of that and doing simple sort of little things to to help boost your your state, especially when you're in uh, sort of man-made environments, is really, really key. You know, sitting too long, that's a massive stressor. You know, anyone that's sat all day, well, you know, whether you're on, a, especially on long-haul sort of flights, you can really feel, wow, my body feels really stressed, really energetically depleted. And that's a great example of the stress response and feeling great and, you know, stretching and being immersed in these natural environments and putting in a few clever tips to optimizing this understanding of, you know, breathing and drinking good water and having local fruits and vegetables and stuff like that are just monumental to 
not only living healthy and having good health, but living a state of bliss because that's what that sort of stimulates you. All these things are helping to stimulate this high alpha brainwave, which produces the serotonin, which is the daytime neurotransmitter, which is community, but it's also a very long sustained happy chemical. And that's why exercise and all these things, you know, have monumental effects on people's health because they're the key little systems that the body is designed biologically to support optimal health and that's key there's one little device i've used actually for the last couple of years when i travel and not just traveling in planes which mind you doesn't happen very much anymore but uh used to happen a lot every two weeks for me but even just in longer car trips i have a little ionizer so i plug it into the usb and it pumps out little negative ions into the car I first thought about using it in the car um, maybe a year ago, driving to Byron Bay, which is about a three and a half hour drive. And the difference in how I felt getting out of the car in Byron Bay was huge. Like I was actually kind of shocked because I normally you get out, you'd be a bit stiff and just kind of like, you just feel a bit gross, you know, because obviously sitting in a car, again, I'm assuming that's extremely positively charged environment. And I think, am I right in saying that a future product of yours is going to include an ionizer? Is that right? Yeah. So we've, we've released our biopod at the moment, which is towards, you know, pulsing this earth frequency in a scalar wave form, which is exactly the way our cells and nature communicate in this particular waveform. But also a future model will be incorporating not only this key earth frequency, which is boosting the entire body's timing, but also producing wireless antioxidants, which is pretty much these negative ions, which we have in the forest. You know, in the, if you look at uh, what does the natural environment produce to keep you in this healthy state, it has a great balance between positive and negative ions. But in your house, you know, it's mostly positive ions because you've got tons of positive ions coming off, you know, or any sort of heating equipment, heaters, dryers, technology. And so getting that that ion balance properly, getting the earth frequency back into your environment and stabilizing your electrical system, whether it's running barefoot, sort of immersing yourself in the ocean or the forest, even if it's once a week sort of thing, you know, ideally every day uh, is key. Another sort of great tip is when you're waking up in the morning, try not to look at your phone because that light coming off your phone, your body now thinks it's midday. And so when you wake up in the morning, the particular frequencies coming off the sun at that sort of early initial stage we have where our two eyes come in, the nerves, there's something called the suprachiasmic nuclei, which is like pretty much the crossover sensor. And that little sensor is waiting to get those particular waveforms off the sun to switch on various organs. And so if you're looking at your phone first thing in the morning, it's just like completely disrupted your circadian rhythm because it's not turning on various organs at the right periods of time. And so I think understanding a little bit deeper how the natural environment is very specifically designed to support your optimal health. That's kind of where you can start to shift to live in a modern sort of environment, but still do key aspects to stabilize and therefore support, you know, not only the way you feel, but, you know, endocrine function and various organs and all those kind of systems, you know, whether it's digestive health, immunity, 
your general energy production. They're like serious keys to, to wellness. And a lot of them are super easy. Like another sort of key thing you can do for uh, minimizing the EMF in your house is buying an adapter from um, like Bunnings or a hardware or electronics store where you press down the pins. And so therefore it only runs for the time you're awake and while you're at night, you're not in sort of inhibiting and electrosmogging out the the onset production of the melatonin because you're if you can't produce melatonin properly, then you're going to have some serious adverse health effects. Like they were showing, pretty much uh, someone that with breast cancer has a tenth melatonin production than someone that doesn't, and that melatonin, serotonin, like these two neurotransmitters, which come from the the circadian rhythm is all being regulated by that earth frequency. And so that's why something like the, the biopod is so powerful because you're helping to restore the electrical or the natural earth mechanism into your man-made environment, whether you're in the car or you know by your laptop. Uh, and it's just such a, a, a must-have in the, the modern world because that's this sort of other side is, you know, the phones and this technology is unbelievable. You know, it's got so many key benefits. But it's also important that we don't just completely show a blind eye because it's so amazing to any adverse effects it can have. You know, it's worth understanding and then seeing, is there a solution to it? Mm. Yeah, I have a biopod in front of my computer right now. This is actually Melissa's computer I'm on, so she's got one plugged in <laughs> nice. right next to her, just, just plugged into the USB. And if you look to the left, I've got my music studio set up and again, on my audio interface, there is a biopod sitting there. And it's interesting, there's a little blue light that flashes at a very specific rate. Tell us about that blue light. What's what's going on with this blue light? Yeah, so the magnetic pulse generator. So like another, I guess, cool sort of key study of that was when a lot of astronauts were going out into space and outside the, the Earth's field, they also had all these adverse sort of health effects because now they had no reference frequency for their daytime and nighttime mechanism. And so that light pulses at the particular frequency of the earth, which is the 7.83, which is also the same as the alpha brainwave. And so if we can put manually back in, and so by manually producing this earth frequency, we're able to support the optimal circadian rhythm function again and so therefore if your body's producing therefore having proper sleep because one of the key sort of things is the sleep you know if you can't sleep properly and you can't get down and step down out of that stress response being the hybrid down into alpha and then into delta and theta brainwaves where the healing goes on as well you're going to have a lot of adverse health effects just from that and so that's a key sort of thing we see now not only the blue light but also just in cities with all this electro smog is people are struggling to sleep that's a big one you know somnia is just like wild compared to what it was and being able to produce a good healing deep sleep with you know good REM patterns which is the the dreaming and the various sort of aspects of that is a lot deeper you know there's a serious depth to dreaming and not being able to sleep properly, to talk to anyone that hasn't slept and had a really good night's sleep, you know, it's a big thing. So having a good night's sleep's key. You can talk to my wife this morning. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Well, last night, Bambi, for whatever reason, was maybe teething, yeah. was, was awake like every hour, hour and a half. So Melissa was, yeah. you know, understandably tired and, and emotional. She was really emotional this morning because 
when you're in that state, she's not functioning at her best. And just coming back to some basics quickly as well, because we've spoken about the phone and I want to circle back and complete those five skills, but phones, I use a safe sleeve case on my phone. There's another brand called Defender Shield that we, Melissa uses Defender Shield. I use safe sleeve. They're both fantastic. And it's interesting because speaking of that heating environment, if you take my phone out of that case and hold it up to your head, I'm going to feel heat, right? And it's not because the phone's hot. It's yeah, generating the, the straight heat. phone to the head. Yeah, it's generating heat within my tissue. Whereas if I use the case and I hold it up, I don't feel anything. I try to use it on speakerphone. So, you know, I'm just encouraging people to think about their cell phone usage. You know, I see young women going for jogs with their phone tucked into their bra or in their pants and thinking, man, that breast tissue is incredibly sensitive. And it's such a shame to see young women doing that because if we are running at seven point, what was the Schumann? Sorry, 7.83, yeah. 7.83 hertz. Whereas 5G, we're talking five gigahertz, right? Yeah. So the key is where we're smogging out these natural frequencies with like completely not only just the power density of the signals, but also at such high frequencies, you know, that there's the amount of noise around for your cells now is so excessive. And if we're constantly, and all these these things, you know, like having that phone there is just producing, especially when it's really close, not only in the heating effects, but you're getting huge free radical stress and that's damaging the tissue, but also uh, on a sort of electrical nervous system base, it's stressing out your entire nervous system and you literally feel fried electrically, sort of that, that fried feeling from just being around too much technology and being sitting for too long and all these various stresses. So being able to really stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system is just the absolute key for modern health. And I think doing a few clever sort of mechanisms of turning off your Wi-Fi between, you know, that certain sleeping period to reduce, you don't need the Wi-Fi while you're sleeping. That's just producing excessive electrosmog in your your house. But also restoring the natural signals and the natural timing and putting your feet on the earth and these various clever sort of ways each day, how can you put a little bit more balance into your life? How can you restore your energy or restore your focus and immunity and balance and clarity to your body? Because they're really the key skills of optimal functionality. You know, you want to have great memory and you want to be clear and you want your immune system to be great and focused and energized. Like That's the, the real power of life. And it's incredible. That's the frequency that stimulates those effects. So being able to just immerse a little bit of that into your day-to-day life has an incredible effect because that starts to make you function at a better, more balanced, less reactionary state. And that has a a huge on-flow effect. So I think for the, the modern world, the solution has to be something that doesn't block the electromagnetics like completely because obviously that technology is running on it, but it's the key is to stop the body being adversely affected by it by this this stress response sort of mechanism and being able to restore natural balance to the body through this. And there's an incredible documentary on our website called Resonance, which explores a little bit more towards electrosensitivity and how, you know, magnetic pulse generator can create stability in the 
the body again. Because as we roll out more and more technology in our, our modern world, and there's obviously no doubt there's incredible effects to it, but there's definitely some serious adverse effects to it. You know, like an incredible study was run where they pretty much showed directly there's an effect. So they had a large group of university students and in that study, their brain power ability is directly linked to the proximity of the phone to them. So pretty much it's this smogging out of these natural brainwaves and shifting us into this stress response is not only having key other emotional-based effects, but it's disrupting the actual stability of our, our brain. And so therefore, you know, something like brain function dropping directly linked to the, the distance your phone is away from you is, you know, pretty, pretty scary. So it's a key that we realize there is solutions, but stimulating this balanced state of being is a daily practice. You know, it's breathing, it's great food, it's great water, it's by natural environments where possible, you know, just even if it's lunch and to slide your shoes off and eat your sandwich in the sun, like that's just the <laughs> miles ahead because now the body's in a state of balance. And so therefore that food is digested completely different because it's not trying to store all the fats because it's freaking out that it thinks it's going through a famine phase. It's the body is now in a state of state of balance. And that's really, really important. Yeah, and just circling back on those skills we mentioned, we've spoken about focus, immunity. A lot of the stuff we've spoken about already is kind of already mentioned many of these. The, the third one was energy. We've spoken about the importance of energy, the importance of ATP production in the cell, the mitochondria cell. Um, number four is balance and a key part of balance being the sleep, which we just spoke about. Yeah, and that circadian rhythm function, keeping Massive. that you know really optimal. You're, you're living now in the cycle of the day. And so things really flowing with it rather than just forcing yourself up the stairs. And I think that's a way nicer way of being in general. So that's a key. Um, the energy as well is if your body has lots of energy and each cell is functioning properly and talking well to each other, how much energy does that give you for going about things? You know, if you've worked a hard day and you're just exhausted from it, you have no enthused to go paint or follow that little hobby or things just get pushed off because you're just so drained. Or make love or, you know, connect yeah, or whatever, love <laughs> you know, all the good things. Yeah. So speaking of energy, the lowest point in my life was about 12 months into a ketogenic experiment uh, where my body was... You know, I was I was tracking ketones in the body. I was doing it properly. It wasn't low carbohydrate. This was a proper ketogenic diet. There was a lot of buzz around it at the time. This is like 2017, I think. And I've since, from my experiment, definitely believe that ketogenic diet is useful for very, very specific cases and is not a general health practice, mainly because the mitochondria, the, the preferred fuel, is in fact glucose and not fats. The fats are definitely a, a backup source if we are in a famine. So I've lived with very poor mitochondrial function and it's, it's really not fun at all. A really good tip for sleep, I would say, well, anyone can do this and it's free. And that is make sure you're eating your last meal at least two to three hours away from when you fall asleep or when you get into bed because it's been shown that if you have a big meal before, like close to going to bed, it inhibits melatonin production and we don't want to do that. So sleep's important. And the last one of your five skills, correct me if I'm wrong, is clarity. Yeah, it's a, a big one as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of 
you know, a lot of people realize when, when we're really tired and depleted, there's a lot of mental fog there and that's not a nice state to be. No. And I've gone through phases of having, yeah, mental fog, even my speech slurring and some of these sorts of things, which just show the nervous system's not really operating at peak levels. And a lot of the time that's come back to a lot of these core things that you've spoken about that I wasn't doing. And I didn't have the awareness at the time. That's why I'm so passionate about doing this episode in particular, because we're talking about things anyone can do, right? Anyone can do these things. They're, these things don't cost money. So yeah. I would encourage the listener to tune into their, literally tune into your cells. And how do you feel when you're at your office desk or at your job? And compare that to how you feel mm. when you go into the bush, the rainforest, the ocean, whatever your local and natural environment is. The difference is palpable. Like if you go camping, why does it feel so good? Because you're in nature, because you're switched off from technology. I want to quickly just wrap this up and talk about the biopod quickly because if I could just put it in a nutshell, I would say what you're doing with this device and people listening can't see this, but I'm just holding it up a little white device, like a white Apple TV, it looks like very light, very portable. Essentially, what you're doing is bringing mother nature into your home environment and discharging this positive charge. Would that be the sort of nutshell version of it? Yeah, so like I guess some of the two sort of key aspects of my interest is towards what are the big things that our body is really made of and water is just a, such a key, you know, at the molecular level because water is so small, we're pretty much 99% water. And the other thing is that water uses this ultra-low frequency to communicate with one another, so being this earth field and so pretty much having, when you're in artificial environments, having or in just general optimal wellness, having an optimal water that's in a structured form with a powerful natural energy, which grapefruits and vegetables give you being breaking the hydrogen bond, the engine revs up. And so when each mitochondria is spinning really well, it's got great fuel coming in and its timing is perfect. You're living in this natural state and you feel, you know, like those five key skills, they're the onflow effects of being in a state of balance. And we're just trying to take the natural environment and these key beautiful locations and the state we're actually evolved to live in. You know, our physiological adaption in the last 25 years is like, it's just gone nuts. Like our cells don't even know what's gone on. It's just like wild. And so to be able to allow them to come back into a state of balance in this modern world, which is achievable through this alpha resonance mechanism is such a key because like my own interest is our business is still on this technology, you know, banking, you know, we're immersed in it. People are using their phone, but it's key that we don't get pushed into this stressed response because it really has a serious negative effect on many, many levels, but also for society. So being in a state of balance creates this, and that's the, our natural state of being. Like it's not, we're just all pushed into this stress response. But being aware of it and immersing yourself in a bit of nature, but then also having this clever technology which mimics nature in our artificial world is just an absolute must-have because otherwise it just has so many on-flow adverse effects. And nature already always knows best. You know, we're just, if you can really observe how it works and then appreciate that, as you were saying, being 
aware enough when you're in a man-made environment? And then how, how do you feel, you know, really questioning, even if you need to, being like, oh, out of 10, this is how I feel, needing to quantify it. That can really be a great indicator of, wow, like, I feel incredible when I've been swimming in the ocean or even just walking for that sunset. Like if you can not use your phone at the start of the day and the end of the day, that's just miles ahead of using your phone every time morning and night because it's just disrupting everything. You know, having the room dark is key for melatonin production. You know, turning the Wi-Fi off, all these clever little tips all add as pluses And so every time you remove toxins from your shower water and you add all these clever little bits as well as these other free, easy-to-do stuff, it's just chalk and cheese in terms of optimal living. Mm. Yeah, for the listener, if you head to melissaramassini.com forward slash 408, we're going to list everything we've mentioned as well as links to both of Josh's companies, Hydrogen Health and Cell State. There's so many products on your Hydrogen Health website that we love. Uh, The water bottle is obviously a a must, in my opinion. I think it's just an absolute mainstay of just a good daily protocol for having good water in your life. But we use your countertop unit, which we absolutely love. Uh, We use your mister. We love the mister. I spray that on my face multiple times a day. Uh, We take it to the beach to help offset some of the free radical damage from the sun. We use the shower filters when we travel. We have them on our sinks. We have them everywhere, actually, down in our laundry. So we've definitely incorporated your products into our life. We now have the Biopod. Uh, We actually have about four of those in our house currently, two of them prototypes. The prototype is just a very simple looking circuitry board. The, The product's very beautiful. And if you head to hydrogenhealth.net.au and use the code MELISSA, you can get 20% off anything there. But Josh is putting together an offer for the podcast listeners only for the next two weeks. If you head to cellstate.co, which is C-E-L-L-S-T-A-T-E.co, and you use the code MELISSA, you can get 25% off the biopod. And if you're listening to this and it's past that time frame, don't worry, there'll still be a very generous discount on the website using that code. So Josh, I just wanted to also acknowledge you. It's, you know, when you talk about product, it can often seem like, I guess, capitalism, money, this sort of stuff. But I want to acknowledge you because one thing I've noticed in our own private discussions is, yeah, sure, you know, you have built two great companies and you make a living and that's all good. But you're very much driven by, literally driven by the greater good. I think that's used and thrown around a lot. But I see your companies as more for benefit as opposed to for profit, because the things that you want to do with your success are all about transforming our natural world, transforming the world, really. That's that's your ultimate goal, to create a world where people can live in harmony with each other and in harmony with ourselves and harmony with our environment. You've got some very grand plans that you and I have dreamed about, but I just want to acknowledge that within you, because while you do have some amazing products, you're not driven by that capitalism. You're driven by a very high level of service. And I think it's important to state that. It's a very special and very rare thing to come across in someone who is 24 years old. And I've known you for a couple of years. So I just wanted to <laughs> presence that. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I just want to presence that and say thank you for your generosity. You've always been very generous to us. And to thank you for coming on the show and ask you if you've got any final parting words of Josh Heim wisdom. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think, um, you know, the, the true passion comes from 
discovering incredible scientists that have put a lot on the line who have incredible credentials against a system that potentially sometimes, especially in the scientific world, pushes down people with the new. You know, they love to follow the old sort of path and to these are just such key fundamentals that nature have designed. And to be able to sort of push that back into our society and come back into a state of balance is more now than ever an absolute key because if each person is in a state of balance, they become closer to who they're meant to be rather than the primitive reactionary state of this more primitive part of our brain. And if we can all come into this more coherent state, our self, our communities, our sort of our family, and then the wider coherence as being a, a whole planet is now coherent. It's, it's all aligned and it's all functioning as this wave does for a cell-to-cell level. It's on every level. And that's what nature really uses, this, this fractal design. And we're just trying to come back into that balanced state. And I think that's such a powerfully rewarding way of living. To be deeply connected is the true state of being, not this human doing where we have to do, 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 and we become, you know, we forget to be. So, you know, there's a lot of clever little easy takeaways for people today and just to put a few little bits and pieces into your daily life and then to to see how it goes is an exciting thing to do. As well as, you know, if you do feel like the man-made environment is having an effect on you and you are very sensitive, having a look at some of the technologies we've developed are incredible as well for helping keep that state of balance flowing pretty much, you know, day and night. I'd say the greatest compliment I can give you is that uh, we have a biopod underneath our bed where Bambi sleeps. So if we have <laughs> our baby sleeping over a biopod, then we have a lot of trust in it. So, <laughs> Lucky baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today, for being on the show, and, and thank you for your friendship. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I think you know it's always very exciting to share these, these powerful pieces of personally experienced you know, concepts and being able to share it. So um, thank you so much. Don't forget to head to comparisonitis.com to get your copy of my latest book and all the free goodies that go with it. I cannot wait for you to read it and to hear what you think. So that's a lot, right? This guy, for a young man, obviously knows an incredible amount about a lot of things, but has managed to package it into one very simple piece of technology that just basically can improve our lives. But it's not just about the biopod. We've given so much information in this episode that you can do right now for free. And these are all things that can radically transform your health and your life. If you put them all together, you don't have to do them all right now. Just pick one or two and and start doing it today, whether it's having a smaller meal at nighttime or eating earlier. For example, we have our dinner at 5.30 and we get into bed at 7.30, although it's past eight o'clock now, but that's because I'm doing this episode. And other very simple things like making sure every day you go and stand on the grass and get your feet on the ground and remove that negative charge. For me, that simple idea of walking around positively charged and asking ourselves this simple question, hmm, how positive am I right now? And thinking, what can I do? to bring more negative ions and more negative charge into my body because that is the state that we want to be in is a more balanced, negative, positive, balanced state. 
So I really hope you got heaps out of this episode. I know I certainly did. There's lots I'm going to start doing right now. And if you loved today's episode, please hit the subscribe button. There was a very strange app update with Apple and they managed to change the way they count downloads and removed a bunch of subscribers and it's really wrecked a lot of people's podcasts and uh, it's a shame. Lots of years of work. Hopefully they fix it. But if you have been unsubscribed, please resubscribe to the show. And if you can leave Melissa a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform or app, we would be super grateful. We read every single review and we love reading them. All 3,982 of them. And don't forget to come and follow myself on Instagram at I am Nick Broadhurst and also Melissa Ambrosini at Melissa Ambrosini. And I've also got a podcast myself called The Nick Broadhurst Show, which is a lot of fun. And if you enjoy this show, you'll enjoy my podcast. And don't forget today to look up, see the beauty around you, see the beauty within you, be gentle with yourself, be gentle with the environment around you, be gentle and kind and compassionate and humble towards others. And above all, have a beautiful day. I love you heaps. Ah.